The Johnson Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. of Johnson's Wax Products for home and industry present Fibber McGee and Molly with Bill Thompson, Gail Gordon, Martha Q. Bryan, Jean Carroll, and me, Harlow Wilcox. The script is by Don Quinn and Phil Leslie. Music by the King's Men and Billy Mills Orchestra. We were especially pleased recently when a listener who has kept house for 34 years told us how supremely satisfied she is with the way Johnson's Cream Wax both cleans and beautifies her furniture and woodwork. Now, of course, if you're one of the millions of enthusiastic women who use this newest Johnson's Wax Polish, you know yourself that cream wax really is in a class by itself. You see, besides protective Johnson's Wax, cream wax contains two very effective cleansing ingredients. When you apply it to your furniture and woodwork, it fairly whisks away dirt and fingerprints. Buff lightly, and Johnson's Cream Wax gives a richly polished wax luster that glows with beauty. After that, future cleaning is easy. Dust and dirt won't cling to the hard, smooth finish because cream wax contains no oil. Just an occasional dusting keeps your wood surfaces and white kitchen equipment satin smooth and sparkling. Take a tip from me and try Johnson's Cream Wax. It's wonderful. Molly McGee of 79 Wistful Vista thinks a carnival is a legitimate source of fun and frolic. Mr. McGee thinks a carnival is strictly a one-ring circus where the monkeys pay to get in, and the only reservations you can make are mental. The debate is still going on as we join Fibber McGee and Molly. Where is this carnival you want to go to, this one-night yokel trap? It's at 14th and Oak. It's a vacant lot. Yeah, and so are the people who go to it. <laughs> well, I don't care. I love carnivals, and I want to go. Ah, forget it, kiddo. That stuff is for rubes, not for sophisticated people like I and you. <laughs> Nonsense. Heavenly days back in Peoria, you took me to all the carnivals, and nobody hooped and hollered any louder than you did. Well, I was young and stupid in those days. I see. But I'm not young anymore. <laughs> I know the angles now. Let them grifters find a new crop of dough head. <laughs> Just what don't you like about carnivals anymore? I don't like anything about them. I can stand in front of the Third National Bank and see more fat ladies, human skeletons, <laughs> wild men, and two-headed vice presidents in 20 minutes than a carnival could round up in 40 years. Yes, but did I can hear better music listening to a flat-wheeled streetcar hitting a switch. Well, I don't I know. I can make better pink lemonade out of faucet water. And I can dance a better hoochie-macooch and hip boots than any Hawaiian girl from Milwaukee. They got their whole underpaid payroll. Yes, but McGee... I popped sweeter corn in vaudeville than those mugs ever tasted. And got more interesting souvenirs falling into a coal hole. All right. Let's stay home. No, sir. What? Get your hat. I wouldn't miss this carnival for all the ham in Hollywood. But I thought you didn't like carnivals. I hate them. And I'm not going to sit here and let those sharpshooters think they can keep me from enjoying myself. <laughs> Besides, I want to prove something to you. You already have. Huh? You've just proved that you can't win an argument even from yourself. Just the same, I want to prove to you what a racket them carnival concessions are. Come on, let's go. All right, but I'd better tell Lena we're going out so she can spend the rest of the afternoon trying on my dresses. <laughs> Lena! 
Oh, Lena. Here I am, Mrs. McGee. (laughs) (laughs) And unless you bought some new clothes in the last week, I've tried them all on. You know, that black taffeta of yours is just simply gorgeous on me. And if you see any lipstick on the mirror, it's because I just couldn't resist myself. (laughs) Look, Lena, we're going downtown to the carnival, so you're on your own for the afternoon. Uh, We no doubt will not be home for dinner, Lena, so when you finish your work and get through reading my mail, you can go home. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much, honey. And I hope you have a good time. You know, carnivals are such fun. I used to work in one snake charmer, you know. Heavenly days. You were a snake charmer, Lena? Yes, I was called Roberta the Reptile Wrestler. (laughs) I used to sing to the little fellas to keep them quiet. That's why I don't mind it when people hiss at me now. Ever get bit, Lena? Yes, I did, Mr. McGee. You know, I tied a rattlesnake into too hard a knot once, and he got mad at me and bit me right on the elbow. (laughs) My goodness, I thought a rattlesnake bite was fatal, Lena. Oh, it was, honey. He died in horrible agony. (laughs) You know, it was a valuable snake, so they put me in another sideshow as a bearded lady. False beard, eh? Well, hardly, Mr. McGee. You can hardly call a beard that costs $12 and a half a false one. <laughs> you really take it on the chin in that work, don't you, Lena? <laughs> yeah, why'd you give up your job as bearded lady, Lenny? Well, they moved the train fleas into the same tent, Mr. McGee, and I guess I just had too much insects appeal. Oh. <laughs> now, you go right down to the carnival, folks. Lena will get along just as soon as you leave, practically. <laughs> Well, there's one thing about Lena McGee. She's always cheerful. Yeah, she's that all right. I'd rather have somebody around who smiles and makes the beds badly than a marvel of efficiency who punches the clock with a left hook. <laughs> Speaking of left hook, Snooky, wait till you see me take that big mallet and ring that big gong down that big con. I thought you said it was rigged up so you couldn't win on it's it. It's rigged up against the opals, baby. You can take those guys if you're hep to the gimmicks. Come on, let's get going. Oh, I don't know, dearie. Maybe it's just too corny. Oh, come on. Carnivals are fun. You'll enjoy it. Kind of a jip, aren't they? Oh, what if they are? My gosh, it's all in fun. What makes you so suspicious? <laughs> I don't know. I guess I've just heard people talk. Well, that's a lot of marmalade. I love carnivals. Hey, I think I'll wear a hat. I might win a ribbon that says 23 Skidoo on it, huh? Where's my hat? I don't know. The last time I... Oh, I know. It's right here in the hall closet. No, no, McGee, please. Now, that hall closet... Orchestra and Little Rock Getaway. Thank you. 
eat that Cracker Jack so fast? I'm trying to get down to the pride. <clears throat> Had a wonderful little police whistle in this stuff once when I was a kid. My dog swallowed it. Oh, too bad. Oh, he loved it. He used to direct traffic every noon hour at the corner of Main and Avenue. <laughs> Back in Peoria. <laughs> Look, dearie, I want to play this game over here where you ring the canes and win the prize. All right, all right, all right. Step right up and throw the magic rings for a beautiful and valuable souvenir. It's fair for one and fair for all. Entertaining, instructive, and profitable. Only 25 cents, the fourth part of a dollar. I'll try it, sir. Good for you, sister. Good for you. See if you can ring one of those genuine South American diamond lapel pins or a real Navajo blanket. Navajo, bud. Yeah. Well, we know it was Navajo, but we don't know who. <laughs> All right, lady, here's your magic ring. Step back, folks, and give the little lady some elbow room. Take my advice, kiddo, and give it a little twist when you throw it. I throw better with my eyes shut, dearie. Here it goes. With one graceful toss, she wins a handsome three-bladed jackknife bearing a likeness of Lillian Russell in genuine celluloid. On the hand, let's go, lady. Let's see if you can win the opera glasses, Molly. There's a new corset shop just went in across the street from the Elks Club, and some of the boys. <laughs> and give the lady a chance to throw the ring. And don't call me Pop. Okay, Dad, no offense. <laughs> That's it. Go right ahead, lady. Is it fair if I throw both these other rings at once? Madam, with the Hackett and Sackett compound outdoor shows, the customer is always right. We're just here to hand out these beautiful gifts and make friends among the local gentry. That's <laughs> it. Just throw them any way you like. Oh, thank you, sir. Oh. Oh, hey, 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 hey. My gosh, look what you did, Why, kid. Yes, sir, the little lady does it again. With one magnificent throw, she becomes automatically entitled to a genuine Navajo blanket and a lovely mother-of-pearl paper knife. Hey, you all, lady. Uh, thank you very much. My goodness, this is wonderful. Hey, bud, what do you mean, mother-of-pearl paper knife? That's just made out of white pine. Yes, sir, genuine white pine, brother. Made by my wife's mother. Her? Tell your mother to step out here. <laughs> to show this gentleman how she calls these gorgeous oh, little souvenirs. And now, who else would like to step up and try one of the finest? You know, this is not a bad start, dearie. 25 cents for a blanket, a jackknife, and a paper cutter. Oh, they let you in just for bait. I saw the guy put his foot on the gimmick. He was just using you for a shill. What's a shill? It's a come on for the boobs. I know, because I used to be one. <laughs> A boob? No, a shill. <laughs> guy was running a shill game and he hired me to shell. Oh, hey, there's Wimple. Hi, Wimple. Hello, Mr. Wimple. Hello, folks. <laughs> hey, isn't this fun, though? Don't you just love carnival? They're okay if you can get yourself into a state of yokel wonder, Wimp. Personally, I'm a little too intelligent for this sort of thing. Oh, not me, Mr. Wimple. I'm just dumb enough to enjoy it. <laughs> me too, Mrs. McGee. I've just had the most exciting time with the archery game this afternoon. We haven't tried that one yet. How many arrows did you shoot, Wimp? Three. Ooh. I put two arrows in the bullseye and one in the proprietor. <laughs> did you two ever see a man jump clear over a carnival tent from a standing start? <laughs> My goodness, did he jump that high when you hit him, Mr. Wimple? No, I did, Mrs. McGee. <laughs> Fortunately, I didn't break my balloon. <laughs> you seem to be having quite a gay time, Wimp, jumping over tents and buying balloons. Full of helium, eh? I beg your pardon. <laughs> I've only had three lemonades and a root beer. <laughs> a short one. He meant the balloon, Mr. Wimple. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, excuse me. <laughs> 
I am having a gay time, though, really. I guess I must just have sawdust in my blood. Yeah. I'm bothered with corpuscles myself. <laughs> well, I must get over and see Sweetie Face. That's my big old wife. Yeah. <laughs> She's in that brown tent across the midway there. Which brown tent? The one that says... $50 to any person who can last three rounds with the Amazon Strangler. Heavenly days, Mr. Wimble. You mean she's actually going into the ring with the Amazon Strangler? No. <laughs> you see, <laughs> she is the Amazon <laughs> Well, I've got to get over there and see if anybody has beaten her yet. I hope. <clears throat> so long. See you later, If I can win something on the raffle, please. Oh, what do you want to play that game for? That thing is All so... All right, folks. Plenty of numbers left. Pick your lucky digit and win a beautiful abalone lamp or a box of Lowney's chocolates. A prize for every number and a number for every customer. And it's only 25 cents a chance. What's your lucky number, lady? Well, I've always liked number 13 because one and three are four, and my husband used to sing in a quartet. <laughs> Very logical reasoning, madam. All right, folks, the wheel is about to spin, and here we go. Round and round and round she whirls for the handsome men and the pretty girls. And the arrow points to number... number 13. Oh, Heavenly days, I did it again. What did I tell you? It's fixed. He knew I was on to him, so he let you win. Well, if they keep on being as crooked as this, I'll win every prize in the place. Uh, what did I win, sir? Girlie, you are the lucky winner of a genuine abalone shell table lamp with a two-way bulb, adjustable shade, and only 13 inches of cord for convenience in carrying. Here you are. Now then, the wheel is about to spin again. Who'll be the next lucky? It's a lucky thing you're with a guy that knows the answers to this stuff, Snooky. Those birds aren't going to try and monkey business with a wise guy like me around. I'm strictly the type... Oh, hey, look. Isn't that Wilcox over there? Where? Over there, talking to the big guy in the ticket wagon. Come on. Hey, Junior. Hi, Hello, Junior. Mr. Wilcox. Hello, Molly, pal. Uh, excuse me a minute, will you? You go right ahead, Mr. Wilcox. And uh, like I say, Mr. Hackett, you'll be amazed and delighted at the way Johnson's self-polishing glow coat works on your linoleum. Linoleum? Yes, yes. Glow coat gives it a gleaming finish... Who's got linoleum? Why, uh, well, uh, you see... Look at Wilcox getting slowed down, Molly. Well, even if you don't have linoleum, Mr. Hackett, you, you'll find glow coat the quickest and most efficient method of keeping your floors bright and shining and sparkling. Floors? <laughs> Why, uh, yes, yes, you see, one of the nice things about Johnson's self-polishing glow coat is the fact that it's so easy to apply you simply pour a little out, spread it around with a long-handled applier, and let it dry in 20 minutes or less to a handsome, gleaming finish that any housekeeper will be proud of. Well, sounds fine, son, but I haven't got a housekeeper. Oh, my goodness. He is having trouble, isn't he? Yeah, watch him squirm, Molly. Well, uh, naturally, Mr. Hackett, glow coat doesn't have to be handled by your housekeeper. A uh, child could apply it. I simply meant that it'll be a wonderful aid in keeping your home clean and sparkling and beautiful. Who's got a home? <laughs> Well, uh, I... Uh, I don't mean to be rude, Mr. Wilcox, and that, that stuff... Uh, uh glow coat. Johnson's self-polishing glow coat. Yeah, it sounds great. Uh, look, I live in a tent. <laughs> Is it any good for tent floors? Uh, what kind of tent floors? Dirt. <laughs> and grass, if we're lucky. Uh, no. Gee, I never thought I'd... Well, gosh, Racine can't expect me to sell it. Well, anyway, it sounds great, son. Must be a fine product. Look, here's my card. 
Send some literature on it to my wife. She lives in East Orange, New Jersey, in a house. <laughs> She's got linoleum, I think. <laughs> Haven't seen her for two years. She don't like the road. <laughs> okay, Mr. Haggard, thanks very much. I'll write to her tonight. Well, hello, Molly. Hi, Fever. Fine terrible, isn't it, Mr. Wilcox? <laughs> Look what we won already, Waxy. An Abahoo blanket, a jackknife, an abalone lamp, and a paper cutter. One buck for the lot. Great. I won one of those lamps out here yesterday. Has it really got a two-way bulb in it? Absolutely. Two- goes on and it goes off. <laughs> got to get back to work, folks. I'll see you later. Look, Mr. Wilcox, if you're going this way, help me load some of this stuff in our car, will sure, you? Sure, sure, sure. Let me take it, Mike. I'll be waiting right here, Mike. All right, McGee. Now, don't win anything else unless I approve of it first. Okay. Thank you very much, Mr. Wilcox. Ah, there goes a good kid. I have more fun spending quarters on her out here than I'd have spending 50 bucks on anybody else. Or her, either. Oh, hey, she forgot to take this blanket. Oh, well, maybe she'll be Hi, there. mister. Oh, hi, teeny. Ah, fancy meeting you here, isn't it? <laughs> you having fun, sis? Sure I am, I betcha. Mm-hmm. I had some popcorn and some Cracker Jack and some peanuts and three ice cream combs and some cotton candy and some saltwater taffy and two stomach aches. <laughs> you did, eh? And I have... <laughs> Hmm? I says you did, eh? Did what? You had two tummy aches. I know it. Hey, hey, mister, look at... Hmm? Uh, can you ring the bell with the big mallet, mister? Hmm, can you? Did you ever try it, mister? Hmm, did you ever try it? Hmm, did you ever? Sis, I've won more cigars on that thing than my wife could and did shake a stick at. Shall we try it? Oh, hey, yeah. man, give us two chances on a cigar. Yes, sir, yes, sir. Here you are, sir. One for you and one for the little lady. The prize for men is a genuine Punxsutawney Panatella in the original Florida wrapper. If the little lady rings the gong, she gets a beautiful one-pound box of simulated chocolate-coated cherries. Here's the hammer, brother. Let's see now. Where did I put that hammer? Ah, uh, here it is. And uh, may you be the one for whom the bell tolls. Thanks, bud. I'll take it first, sis, and show you how it's done. Oh. Now watch this, yeah. Dean. It's just a matter of muscular coordination. One, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> No use you trying it, sis. That weight is harder to get up than an actor on Monday. <laughs> I bet you I can do it. I bet you. Watch me. <laughs> My gosh, you did it, sis. Yeah, sure I did it. And the little lady wins a box of simulated chocolate-type imitation cherry-flavored cherries. <laughs> Here you are, kid. Oh, thank you, Uncle Fred. Uncle Fred? So long, mister. Well, And sawing a woman in half. When I was a youngster of seven or eight, I worshipped a hero, a man truly great. I'd stare open-eyed at this wonderful man as he took his place on the stage and began sawing a woman in half. I'd shiver and shake and I'd laugh. He'd show us a lady, I'm not telling fibs, a lady who had no regard for her ribs. He'd saw the poor girl into fractions, and then the orchestra played until we meet again. What a whale of a trick, but did I get a kick out of sawing a woman in there. So right through the middle, the saw quickly goes. 
till it had parted her head from her toes. The crowd got excited when she was divided. They stared and they strained every muscle. They said it was magic, but I thought it tragic to sever her hat from her bustle. And I don't mean maybe if I was that baby, I'd raise up a flock of objections. The axe was her chance for a lovely romance. Who'd marry a lady in sections? Sawing a woman in two was never the right thing to do. In decent society, there should be a law to keep him from hacking her ribs with a saw. To settle the question, I asked for a date. And when she said yes, I hardly could wait. I wound up in trouble, my date was a double. Cause he saw that woman in things, McGee. Five canes, two cupid dolls, a basket of fruit, and a bowl of goldfish. Don't forget the brownie camera. That's the biggest gift prize we got. Why is it? Oh, my gosh. You can't take pictures of brownies. Everybody knows. <laughs> oh, McGee, there's Dr. Gamble. You who, doctor? Well, hello there, Molly. Hello, Droopwell. Hi, Aerosmith. What are you doing here? Doctoring a sick horse on the merry-go-round? No, this is strictly a non-professional visit, my boy. Just came down here for a little riotous living. Oh, it's a lot of fun, Doctor. McGee's been showing me how crooked all these concessions are. They know he's doing it, too, because I win every time. I'm wise to all their gimmicks. I'm no hayseed. Uh-huh. Hey, did you throw the baseballs at them milk bottles, Doc? I did indeed. Mm-hmm. I spent $4.75, and all I got was a bursitis. Hmm, we got an abalone lamp. <laughs> We're going to ride on the Ferris wheel, Doctor. Care to come along? No, thank you, my dear. Scared, eh? Yes. <laughs> so am I, Doctor, but I'm just foolhardy, I guess. I'm so frightened of admitting I'm scared that I get so brave I'm frightened of my own courage. I'll straighten that out on the way home, if possible. <laughs> well, have fun, children, and don't eat too many hot dogs. But if you do, call some other doctor. I'm planning on being sick myself tonight. <laughs> See you later. So long, Doctor. Well, come on, Christy. We must ride on the Ferris wheel just once now, and then we'll go home. Well, you talk me into it, dearie. Well. Ooh, hold me, McGee. I didn't realize it went this high. I hope it holds together till we get off. They put this thing together with burnt matches and rubber bands. <laughs> oh, heavenly days, what was that? I think one of the rubber bands busted. <laughs> Well, at least we got stuck up at the top where we can see things. I'm glad I don't walk in my sleep if we have to spend the night up here. <laughs> Spread that Navajo blanket over us, dearie. It's getting cool. Okay. How's that? Very cozy. It's kind of fun, isn't it? Yeah. Very exclusive up here, too. <laughs> Just us and a few clouds. <laughs> Remember the time this happened back in Peoria? We were marooned on top of the Ferris wheel for three hours. <laughs> I remember it very well, dearie. Yeah. We must have taken a dozen rides on it first. Yep. I'd begun to think that wheel never would break down. <laughs> Me too. I was running out of dough. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> uh, that was the uh, first time you ever kissed me, remember? Yeah, yeah. I was nervous. <laughs> Didn't know what I was doing. Are you nervous now? Not a bit, Snooky. You know what you're doing? Yep. Well? 
Polishing up the old bus for summer. You'll be doing yours soon, I imagine. Well, don't forget that Johnson's Carnew will do a wonderful job for you in less time and also save you a lot of unnecessary work. Carnew not only makes even an old model car shine like new, it's really easy to use, too. It requires only a minimum of rubbing. You see, Johnson's Carnew is a special liquid polish that does two jobs at once. It both cleans and polishes in just one application. You apply it, rubbing only hard enough to loosen the old surface dirt. Then you let it dry to a white powder. When you wipe off this powder, dull dirt and road grime go right along with it. Man, oh man, your car really shines. Why don't you try Car New? You and your family will get far more pleasure out of driving a clean, sparkling car. And when you do finally get that brand new model, you'll rate a better trade-in value. Car New is spelled C-A-R-N-U. Johnson's Car New. Okay, folks, you can hop out now. Oh, don't mind us, bud. We like it up here. Oh, oh, we're down. <laughs> and did you notice, Molly? We're down. Oh, dear. My <laughs> lipstick is all... I mean, my hair is all mustard. Well, uh, relax, lady. So it's a spring evening, and he looks handsome to you again. I've saw it happen before. <laughs> Good night, folks. Good night. Good night, all. <laughs> This is Harlow Wilcox, speaking for the makers of Johnson's Wax Products, the home and industry, inviting you to be with us again next Tuesday night. And remember, daylight savings time goes into effect in certain areas next week. This may change the time at which Fibber McGee and Molly are heard in your community. So please check your local paper for the time at which this program will be heard next Tuesday night and each week thereafter. Good night. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. <laughs>